Hi, hello and welcome. My name is the Alpha Female and you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Whoa, g'day minis. Bushwhacker Luke here. Two thousand fifteen Hall of Famer. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Yeah! Whoa! This is Pro Wrestling's only modern day Viking gunner. And you're on Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Nick Magnus Tolders and you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hi, this is Leva Blue Pants Bates. And you are listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, this is Jeff Jarrett, the king of the mount and founder of Global Force Wrestling. And you're listening to Turnbuckle Talk. Hey, f- <laughs> fellas, uh, you guys have a great day. And, and this is only because I'm talking to Canadians. It is actually spitting snow in Tennessee. See? Oh, my yeah. God. <laughs> That's <We're> a great <laughs> we've, we've had 70-degree weather here. For, I mean, we've really had a warm December. And I get on the phone with damn Canadians and we're spitting snow. So. My name is Carl Carafel, and this is Turnbuckle Talk. Joined alongside my K Fableman partner, Chris Parrish. This episode entitled, I Did It My Way. Before we show our faces and get onto the program here, one little thing that we need to talk about quickly for everyone if you have not heard as of yet we send our condolences to the family of robert miller otherwise known to the professional wrestling world as bush whacker butch who sadly passed away at the age of 78 you heard in the intro there with the shout outs bushwhacker luke who we did get the opportunity to interview who spoke very highly of his tag team partner And we are very thankful that we have had the opportunity to, in a roundabout way, share a little bit with Bushwhacker Butch. We come to today's program with, how do I say this? Maybe happy and maybe heavy hearts at the same time. The biggest piece of news within the wrestling world came about on Monday. Before we get into that, Parrish, my buddy, my friend, my pal, I'm sounding like Scott Stanford right now. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I feel like my head's cooking, but maybe that's because I have olive olive oil in my ear. Could be. Um... Or maybe my brain is just cooking with some good ideas for today's episode. Right? Right? I was thinking the same freaking thing. Bastard69 coming in saying, biggest news, somebody turns heel once again. And he says, evening, boys. Yes, Bastard, somebody did turn heel. We are going to touch on that as we uh, do talk a little bit about Monday Night Raw that just happened. Thank you so much for coming in. I appreciate you, brother. The biggest news, let's just, let's just, we got to hit on it right away because it is the, the, the talk of absolutely everything right now. The WWE has been future endeavored. Kind of. The WWE has been sold. How much was it sold for, Parrish? $9.3 billion. That's with a B. A B for Bravo billion dollars (laughs) what the hell man that's insane that's a that's a payday man 
brother. That, that, that is a payday. Um, whew. People right. laugh when uh, the original uh, thoughts were nine million. Who would have uh, thought they would have been more? So, uh, hey, they somehow didn't sell to the Saudis, and people are still mad. <laughs> Just right. shows how fickle Twitter actually is. <laughs> For somebody who purchased the company. For at that time, which would have been a lot of money, we're looking one million dollars to build an empire for fifty plus years and sell it for nine billion dollars. Good on Vince McMahon. The company that has purchased the WWE really was a shock to a lot of people. Uh, we had many people that were thinking that it was going to be something like Disney, Comcast, uh, you know, the parent companies for some other different networks, possibly Amazon being a large conglomerate themselves. Well, no. Vince McMahon kind of, kind of in a roundabout way, sold the WWE to a new company that he created, I guess. Being known simply as Nuco right now, the parent company for the Ultimate Fighting Championships has purchased the WWE, that company being known as Endeavor. What do you think about that, Parrish? And, and, and namely, not the whole Endeavor purchasing, because that, that, that really does kind of make sense, considering who they are as a company. But the creation of a new company to be under Endeavor that Vince McMahon has helped create. It's kind of ironic. Because wasn't... Didn't Dana White go out and say that he based his business model on the UFC from Vince McMahon right. and how he ran the WWF, now WWE? Right. Only yeah. for our Vince McMahon to sell the WWE <laughs> to the ones who now employ Dana White. Like, it, it's just, it's a circle of irony. But I don't think a lot of people expected Endeavor to be that company that purchased the WWE in a merger type fashion, but it makes sense when you look at it in all the, in all the same reasons, they pretty much own the two biggest combat slash sports entertainment companies in the world. Right. So they kind of own the market now without having that. What's the right word? I mean, they have a chokehold on the mark, which I think might be the proper term. I think so as well. To give everybody a little bit of background on Endeavor, Endeavor Hold or Endeavor Group Holdings Incorporated, formerly known as William Morris Endeavor and WME-IMG, is an American holding company for talent and media agencies with its primary offices in Beverly Hills company was founded in April of 2009 after the merger of the William Morris Agency and the original Endeavor Talent Agency. Endeavor represents artists in film, television, music, theater, digital media, and publishing. It also represents the NFL, 
and NHL. Endeavor owns UFC, WWE, and professional bull riders. So it's not as though Endeavor is just a company that that, that is purchased willy-nilly without knowing anything, without having any information or any background in this stuff. But there, there are companies since 2009 that works with talent. Movies, music, theater, publishing. It's, it just seems right. I mean, I'm I'm on their website right now, and they have quite a graphic where it just says Endeavor Reader Story and everything pointing to every different thing they have, whether yeah. it's athletes, entertainment, comedy, music, leagues, voiceover, uh, motion pictures, uh, endorsements, uh, right. culinary, and then books, sports, uh, models, television, licensing, and that's just a like a good chunk of what they have, but so much, I mean, they are very large. And to think now you can add WWE to this tree. It's quite insane. When you look at the big picture of how many different branches WWE now can use. Right. Um, and to think how big WrestleMania is and to know that the inclusion of WrestleMania is, is multiple acts in different types of entertainment and sport, mm-hmm. as we saw a contortionist who let's be the ones to go out and say our condolences to that little girl who found out her mom passed away um, and still wanted to go out and perform um and then you had george kittle the tight end from the san francisco 49ers um you had snoop dogg you (laughs) had other award-winning artists presenting uh their music in you know the the anthem so Mm -hmm. that's just and then bad bunny (laughs) was involved and Um, even a name that wasn't shown or mentioned Stephen amell yeah um so to think how much bigger WrestleMania can get because it's now attached to a bunch of different companies, athletes, individuals, networks. It's going to be quite amazing to see. Mm-hmm. But how many people are going to choose to walk away now because Vince is back? That is one of the biggest questions that is coming out of this entire weekend of WrestleMania that happened out of Monday Night Raw that happened. So, okay, to give everybody a little bit of background, um, WrestleMania went off essentially as it was supposed to, as it was planned to happen. A lot of people are pissed off about the Roman Reigns, Cody Rhodes matchup that happened. It went as it was determined to go. Cody Rhodes, unfortunately, was never written to win that championship yet. But instead, we're getting a lot of people that are 
once again, hopping on the train of, I'm getting rid of my WWE Network subscription. I'm not watching Monday Night Raw. I'm not watching SmackDown. Screw the WWE. I'm only watching AEW from now on. And if that comment doesn't kind of tell you who that person is, okay. I love AEW, don't get me wrong. But I love professional wrestling more than one specific company. And I think that that's what people are losing right now. They're losing the fact that they are getting storytelling in professional wrestling. If you don't believe that, go watch Ariel Meets Paul Heyman once again. Mm. Because if there's one person that can put things back into perspective of how to look at things from a multiple amount of eye sockets, it's Paul Heyman. Right. And what I think is one of the best things... um, about this is yeah maybe it didn't go to where we wanted right now but guess what they're ahead of the curve because they know they exist in a real world that needs and wants and loathes everything right now and instead of doing that they're making you wait They're not reinventing the wheel. They're not terrible. They're just bringing back the pro wrestling you used to love. In a way, you aren't expecting it. And instead of you saying, oh, this is crap. I don't like it. God forbid you didn't do what I put down on my piece of paper of what I wanted to happen tonight. Right. You then go behind a keyboard or you throw your opinion out in public and sometimes say the wrong thing or say you know the end game without wanting to read the story or watch the movie. That's what Triple H said in the press conference. Just when you think a movie, like if you go in and think a movie, like every scene you see is the final one, you're not going to really enjoy it, right? You're just going to be like, oh, no, that's that's how it ends. It sucks. And then you don't really enjoy the rest of the movie. But just when you think something's done and it keeps going, and then it goes, I mean, just wait it out. It's one thing if you don't like it and you waited it out and you were patient, saw it through. That's fine. That's your opinion. That's And you're entitled to it. doesn't make you wrong. doesn't make you right. It's just your opinion. Booking is subjective. Wrestling is subjective. Your opinion is subjective. Mm-hmm. And I think so being that, an asshole isn't. Yeah, right. I think it's to that point, there there's a lot of people that um, seem to think that this should have been the way that it was because they've waited this long for it because they were patient enough and they feel as though it's time. Well, clearly we we can see that no, it is not time because of what happened. 
and you're right. It doesn't necessarily mean that it's right or it's wrong. It just means that we have more story to watch. And I personally am okay with that because it means that we're going to be getting more Cody Rhodes. 100%. Because he lost this to this matchup to Roman Reigns, do we believe do we really believe that he is going to be just thrown into oblivion and we're never going to see from him again? Hell no, and they proved that on Monday Night Raw where he was in the main event segment. I guess we can call it because it really wasn't there was no matchup that happened as it was planned to be. But he's transitioned from Roman Reigns and the story that's happening there to still being in relevancy within the WWE, still within a top tier segment For us to see more Cody Rhodes. A friend of mine joked with me, sent me this this little picture um, that showed Cody with the sledgehammer to the throne back in AEW. And it was just captioned, Hunter didn't forget. Which I thought was funny. I thought was funny. But that that kind of stuff is, is innocent. It's funny. It's... You know, you know, it is what it is. It doesn't hurt any. But Mm-mm. to flat out trash a company because you didn't like a show and you don't want to give it the benefit of doubt of seeing it where it goes because you didn't get a couple shiny toys because the other company you think is so amazing does that on a weekly basis. I mean, grow up. Just grow up because it's pro wrestling. It's all about the stories, you know. Um, pop-up video on much more music didn't last for a reason. Why? Because at the end of the video, you were an, you didn't actually care about the video because all you saw were these pop-ups. And you're pop-up so like, oh, video. cool. I share my same birthday with Lisa Loeb. That information's going to get me an, an, a PhD down the road. Great. But... Maybe if I saw the video, I would have been inspired to get in this cinema. Who knows? Uh, or video editing. Uh, right. Maybe. The point is, though, Maybe. too, like, and another one I wanted to say, how hilarious is it that people think Cody is buried with one loss, but it was Triple H who booked that loss. His booking is so much better, but they're mad that he lost. And his loss came under Triple H because Vince McMahon had him undefeated when he came back. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, so irony is quite funny. And also WWE merges with the UFC. Cody Rhodes' first feud after this merger is with the guy that once held the UFC title. Right. Right. Come on. That's next level thinking going on. And that's that's one hundred percent one of the biggest things that uh, that that I keep seeing from people on Twitter uh, is that this is Triple H's fault. Triple H did bad booking. 
but yet they've done nothing but praise everything that Triple H has done up until this one thing. So because of this one thing that they didn't agree with, Triple H is now being slaughtered and the company is having to take the wrath for it. I mean, Triple H has got some big shoulders. We all know, we've all heard the stories. If you have watched any of the documentaries that have been done on Shawn Michaels or the NWO or DX or anything, you know that Triple H took the brunt of everything. And I'm sure he can take it again. So happy to see you here, Astrid. Thank you. If you have any opinions on this as well, leave the comments in there, please. And uh, we will definitely talk with you as well about these issues. But I just I, I hate that the Twitterverse and, and that the Internet wrestling community is is going through this slaughter of Triple H and blaming the company now as well. And from what I was reading, Triple H is going to remain chief consent officer, the CCO of the company. Yep. Vince McMahon. And what I understand is he's still going to be able, he's still going to book the storylines. He's still going to book the, the, the winners, the losers, all that stuff. It's just Vince McMahon will oversee it. And if he feels fit, he'll change it. But tell yourself, do you really think Vince McMahon just, is going to crap on everything Triple H does, and there's not a communication line between the two of them. Of all people, them. I, I Do you want my honest it. opinion? Yeah. Honestly, I think we are going to see that. Oh, I think we'll see. For a small see. amount of time. I think it'll happen, but this belief that these two people never talk to each other blows my mind. Of course, of course, they talk to each other. Yeah. They're, 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 they have to, they have to, because they, they have to be on the same page, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, unfortunately, we are going to see a lot of rewrites. We are going to see a lot of last minute changes. We are going to see a lot of, uh, you know, smells like Vince McMahon happening. Um, unfortunately, it's going to happen for the first little while until Triple H decides to say, listen. You see the numbers that happened here? Do you see what was happening when you took your step back? And now look at what's happening here. This isn't such good shit, boy. Look at what's going on. Let's work together instead of working against each other. Because of, as of right now, Monday Night Raw was flipped, turned upside down from different reports that I've reading and from some some sources that i find to be legitimate sources saying that monday night raw was totally changed and those changes were vince mcmahon that changed them of course we're going to see that for the first little while and who's to say that endeavor doesn't want to see the difference of the product before they step in and say, nope, this is the direction we're definitely going with this place. Um, yeah. We don't know. Nobody on nobody on Twitter is in that room listening to the production meetings or the creative meetings or anything like that. 
So let's not talk about it because we don't know it. Um, and Astrid has. Mm-hmm. Astrid is saying, if the video is true and Rollins had his segment rewritten during commercial, that's messed up. Plus, it was terrible to have him come out just to listen to his music. Another thing to th- to understand about that is it's probably not being written during it, but they probably rewrote a next segment and they had to cut time because it is live TV and that stuff happens every week. Every week it does. Yeah. And it's it unfortunate does. that it happened to one of your top acts, but to go to that extreme thought process because you want to and not know for sure i mean if it's true yes but who's to say if it's not right and you know what this whole seth rollins segment that happened i loved it i loved it because it showed that he is still a top guy who doesn't need to do anything other than walk out to the ring, listen to the people singing his song, and walk away. And he is still over. Mm-hmm. Like, Everything doesn't have to be given to us the next night. It just has to be something for us to talk about. And guess what? We're talking about it. So clearly, whether you like it or not, they did something right. I would rather. So if there was, um, you know, I understand the segment being rewritten and, and, and I totally understand that. Um, but if it came down to a point of, of Rollins going, well, if I'm not going to have the time to do this, then maybe this is all that we should do. Perfect. Mm-hmm. Perfect. I would rather that than to have him try to fumble through a five minute segment in a minute and a half and totally botch whatever. And it turn out like absolute garbage. That's, that's why, like, in a way, I kind of rather ask Seth what happened. Like, find out from him, like, what what he was told. Because that'd be very curious. So, like, until a guy like Seth Rollins tells you, oh, yeah, this is what happened uh, during the segment, I think it's irresponsible to say this is probably what's happening if you don't know. I was going to try to ask him, but I think I lost his number. Yeah, my phone just go, whoa, yeah. It's weird. Uh, And yes, Astrid, I am going to put this up as well. And this is, uh, you know, for a lot of people, a very touchy subject as well. Um, There were two women's matches that were that were canceled um, as well. And you know what? To be honest with you, I. I didn't even know. I didn't comprehend. I didn't understand. So, yeah, the idea was that there was supposed to be two. Uh, multiple tag matches to like kind of create a mini little tournament okay for the number one contenders for the tag titles okay 
Okay. Uh, but if you're going to do that all in one night, I guarantee that's going to be boring. Guaranteed. Those mini tournaments in one night really don't do anything. They really don't. Unless it's a spectacle of King of the Ring. I and love I it a, when they do it with King of the Ring. Yeah, yeah. Unless if it's like something. That was a good tag match, by the way. A fantastic that was a, tag match. That was a great match. tag match. Oh, God, yes. But that's the thing. Nobody's talking about the great tag match. We're talking about the two canceled matches. Uh, we we now have an opportunity to see Liv Morgan and Raquel Rodriguez go up against Lita and Becky Lynch for the WWE Women's Tag Team Titles. We actually have a women's tag team title match being announced for next week. Right. One of the matches being billed for a next week's show is the women's tag team titles. That is something we don't see all the time. And you know what I love about this? And it's fresh. The matchup is yes. fresh. Yes, it is fresh with two women who I think could take and run with those tag team championships and, and build a prestige to them. Just as I, you know what? I think that Becky and Lita definitely are holding those championships to a different level. I think that Liv and Raquel could do the exact same thing. Do I want to see Lita lose the championship this quick? No, of course I don't. But we are already have seen even on Monday Night Raw where, you know, Lita and Trish both have said, mm, we're kind of here for a while. <laughs> yeah. But again, it's the WWE. Never say never with anything because it could very well be that we have new tag team champions next week on Monday Night Raw. Or it could be that Trish and or that uh, Lita and Becky are going to be going through these two and then through Ronda Rousey and Shayna Baszler and then through this next team and then through the next team and then through Shotzi and Natalia before culminating to, Oh, this team gets one more shot and wins or, or you know what, you know what I mean? Like, well, who's There's so say, many different things. Who's, who's to say that Bailey won't come out with damage control next week and interrupt this tag match? And ba Bailey being mad and be like, you know what? Like they like say whatever. Like say like, oh, this happened to where you know they wouldn't like, and I couldn't get with my girls. I bet you anything, it was because of Trish Stratus or uh, mm. whatever. And like damage control is not going to take this anymore. And maybe they challenge the two teams for a triple threat tag right. team title match at backlash. And then this is where we see maybe a fourth member to like, you know, like allow the story to play out a little bit. And maybe mm -hmm. there's maybe just maybe we're in the process of trying to reset some things here. And that's what I truly believe we're getting with WWE right now is a reset. Yeah. It's that and time. It is. And the only way to do it is to do some unpopular things. And sometimes, just sometimes, it's the right move. I I agree with that. Sometimes the 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 wrong move in quotation marks 
is the best move in the long term and the long run. We can't see it right now, but we will in time. And then we're going to be going back and going, holy shit, that was good. And praising it. Just like you said, everybody needs to just chill, man. Be like the returning Matt Riddle and just chill, bro. Well, and uh, I got some uh, breaking news, and I know it's not busting out, but a big update on just got released, and it's coming from Wrestle Talk, um, okay, which they have quoted Dave Meltzer, which we all know my opinion on Dave Meltzer, but he says that despite the quote-unquote release ask for Rip Fowler and uh, Jagger Reed, who are schism, and they're uh, asking for their release, they have appeared with schism, or with uh, Joe Gacy and Ava Rain, on this week's edition of Level Up. Uh, What? Yeah. So for those of you who may not know who those are, you may remember the name Grizzled Young Veterans. Mm-hmm. Um, same same two guys. Different names, different group. Still the badass competitors that they are. Love watching them. They had apparently asked for their release, and it was supposed to have been granted. That was the early report. Now, is Level Up a taped show? Is this why we're so. seeing it? Because if it if it's a taped show, because it does that would... say that they appeared on uh, the level up taping, so yes. Okay, so that that makes a lot more up. sense then. So, but it yeah. is tonight's taping, right? So, just take that for what you will. There could be a lot more to that story. That a lot of us don't know. Mm-hmm. It's it might very not true. Just be black and white. It might not be clerks. It could be clerks too. So let's just wait it out. It's very, very true. Very true. That's really interesting. I'm. I. You see, it's so hard though. Like to be able to like, um, just remove those segments, right? Because then it. it Every segment and every little thing that happens on the programming happens for a reason. So then if you start removing stuff from the programming, you're starting to mess with the stories that's being told. So it's really hard to do so. Well, I mean, it also doesn't say what the segment was, what they did or anything like that. So again, there's a lot of stuff to that that is still unknown. However... That is just a report that of what's going down. So take that as you will. It's information. It is not exactly completed information, but it right. is information. We will say as 50-50 speculated by Dave Meltzer, <laughs> this is the information we've got. <laughs> the guy is good with some stuff. The guy is way off with other stuff. Either way, people quote him. I mean, let's when he focuses on just being subjective, solid 
For me, right. the reason why I'm not the world's number one fan of him is his bias. Okay. Okay. I get that. I get that. And I can understand why that's why people get turned off with, say, me, for example, with I am WWE biased. But that doesn't mean I dislike the other one. I just like one a little bit better. That's right. I still like both. <laughs> And there's nothing one eighty percent and seventy percent. Just focus on the fact I like both. Right. Again, as I said earlier, I enjoy professional wrestling. I don't care what company it's coming from. I enjoy good professional wrestling. Speaking of professional wrestling, I have a good friend named Al Snow. What does everybody want? Mm, no, and, and no, 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 no. It is, it is not head. It is actually merchandise from collar and elbow. Promotional consideration paid for by the following: wrestling, a love and a passion we all share. I've started a wrestling brand, the wrestling brand, a brand founded on the aspects of wrestling. Two entities working together to create a product that connect emotionally for people everywhere. Collar and Elbow is the brand. Passion and love for wrestling is the drive. I am Al Snow, and this is Collar and Elbow, the wrestling brand. joined alongside the Chris Parrish, and this is Turnbuckle Talk. A huge thank you to our sponsors. Yes, Collar and Elbow brand, founded by my good friend Al Snow. Use the promo code JKPODCAST while you're there each and every time to get yourself 10% off anything you purchase over there. And we had a subtle wardrobe change happen during that commercial break. And we're going to talk about our good friends with Rogue Energy. Amazing people over there giving us some good quality drinks to keep us charged and refreshed. RogueEnergy.com is where you're going to go. There is a promo code that you can use there as well. It's OLE pods to get 10% off your order. Not the first time, but every single time that you go there and make a purchase. Parish, 
That's a lovely looking hat you're wearing. Well, first I was muted. I want to show everyone in a subtle way of why I am a man of multiple hats. So, um, but yeah, no, uh, you can get this at Rogue. They do have merchandise outside of just their amazing uh, powders that you mm -hmm. can put into water or milk, as they do say on, on their cans. They do have their energy drinks in cans, so for all U.S. residents, um, you can get those shipped. They are only U.S. shipped, as they do not sell to Canada on those. Um, and you can get mouse yes. pads, you can get hats, you can get a variety of outside merch other than just their cans and their powders as well. But they also have an abundance amount of packages and uh, they do have samples for you to try if you're unsure if you'll like the product. And I believe those samples are free of charge. So go check them out at rogueenergy.com as they are dietary supplements, sometimes hydration supplements and... Uh, they're, they're vegan friendly and they're very good. They're very good. As we discussed yesterday on the raw watch along that happens on the turnbuckle studios, Twitch page, the, our local establishment, Twitch page and the, our local establishment, YouTube page, rogue energy kind of got equated to Mio. You know, those little juice drinks that you squeeze into your bottle and you shake it up in, in the water and you drink it. That's essentially what it was kind of equated to. But I'm being told a little bit better flavor from the Rogue Energy as opposed to the Mio's. Yeah. You know what? It's, you know, it's kind of like a, your choice. The Rogue Energy, you, you won't be disappointed. Very flavorful. You get their blood orange. Oh, so good. You get the Rocket Pop. If everybody remembers when the Ice Cream Man comes and you want to get one of those red, white, and blue Rocket Popsicles. Man, imagine that in your in a, in, a, in a glass. Like, come on. It's delicious. Right? Right? I do want to touch on something here that is outside of the WWE. And get your take on this. Um... There was a professional wrestler, an AEW professional wrestler, who was interviewed over the weekend at WrestleCon by Lucha Libre Online. This person has been out with an injury. This is what this person is quoted as saying. I am with AEW to make it clear. Soon, my contract will expire. I had a tear in my chest and I got surgery in November. I was out for four months, but soon I'll be back. I was at the Hall of Fame accompanying my wife. To be next to a great friend, Rey Mysterio. He's the symbol for all the Latinos, Rey Mysterio. Is, is this like maybe, I don't know. This is, I understand that he, he was there with his wife. And we're talking Andrade El Idolo. He does have ties to the WWE still. He's saying that his contract is going to be expiring soon. Are we thinking that he is going to stay with AEW? Or do you think that maybe he may decide to go over and uh, kind of just be with his wife? Thanks to WrestlingNews.co for the transcript on that. And 
credit to Lucha Libre online. If I was a betting man, I think he'd he wants to go back. Okay. Um however, it all depends on what he wants to get out of it. If he feels like he has unfinished business in AEW, he will stay in AEW in hopes that he gets the opportunity there. Okay. Um, now, if he wants to be with his wife more, then he's going to go to whatever allows him to have that option. It right. might make sense for it that for that decision to be WWE because of where his wife works. Uh, however, we don't know. I mean, we also know that he is very close with his new father-in-law, Rick Blair. Right. He does a little bit of stuff with WWE as well. Um, I I remember a segment right before New Year's where Santos Escobar said that the New Year looks to be... Actually, it might have even been the first SmackDown after the New Year. But it was around that time. And he said that the Legato could be expanding. Okay. In the new year. Right okay. then, I thought Andrade. I think Andrade, Cien Almas, reuniting with Selena Vega in the uh, LWO colors. Oh, that just. And he would then get the chance to work alongside with Ray. Right. I mean, that just sounds tempting. But again, yeah. it all depends on the performer and what he really wants. Very I can true. A, I, can, I can make a narrative about how WWE is good, just like Twitter can make narratives about how WWE is bad. Very true. It's all subjective. Very true. All it is. That's why the opinion is simply in the eye of the beholder, but not necessarily the heart of the matter. So, you want to talk about image, right? You want to talk about the portrayal of different things. I'm reading reports that there was a sign that was confiscated oh, yeah. from Monday Night Raw. I have absolutely no idea why. I don't know if there was anything written on the back of this sign, but as it stands right now, um, I personally believe that this was a huge error that was done. Do you, do you, what sign do you think it was? It was the D give Dana Brooke an opportunity one. What? Yes, it definitely was. A fan had a sign that just says, give Dana Brooke a chance. And it was confiscated. Do you do you think that that, that that you know like do you think maybe things are going a little too far with these sign confiscations? Because I, I tend to see a lot more of them happening lately than not. You know what I mean? Again, I'm very curious in seeing what's on that other side now that you brought that up. Um mm -hmm. it again also depends on this guy's behavior when he was going in, if he was being a little bit erratic, I guess. Who knows? Um, okay. If he, if he just was a casual human being going in, 
Excited to be at the Raw after Mania with the Suns is getting a Brooke chance, and they take it for no reason. Yeah, I can understand why people can say, hey, WWE, why? That's just rude. That's just obnoxious. That's just, you know, pushing your weight around. And I can agree with that. I mean, I don't want to give Dana Brooke a chance, but I'm not also going to compensate the guy signed because I disagree. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious about it because, again, that's a good te- that's a good headline, but does it really give you the truth? I don't think so. Um, so, I mean... Why? Wh- why is that the sign you want to bring? I'm I'm curious now. You know what? I, I definitely am as well. And I mean, you know what? Like it could just be a, a fan of Dana Brooke who's who's kind of going like, listen, we understand like she was at the Royal Rumble. OK, cool. Um, the majority of her matches have really only happened like nine out of the last 11 that she's done, I think, have really been on main event mm-hmm. and not on raw or not on SmackDown. Right. So, I mean, the the whole divas movement, right. Was give divas a chance. Yeah. And it, it helped. It worked. So maybe, maybe this person is trying to channel as much of the Seth Rollins as he can and become a visionary of his own. To put out there to the universe to give Dana Brooke a chance. I don't know. I just found it weird. I found it odd that that sign was confiscated. I'm curious with how many signs get confiscated now. I'm curious to see if that person has any ties to Dana Brooke. Like what I'm saying mm. was like, say, Dana Brooke's boyfriend or something. Or fiance or husband. I don't even know what her relationship status is. Not really in my concern, but but you know, if it's somebody related to if there's more to that's like I, there has to be more to that story than what we're yeah. what we got. Yeah, I mean, th- there definitely that. has no. to be. Yeah. Definitely. I would love to find out if anybody else knows if you're watching this live with us and know anything behind this, uh, give Dana Brooke a chance, sign confiscation, please leave it for us in the comments. If you're listening to this afterwards, first and foremostly, I thank you for choosing my voice to be inside your ear holes for a few moments. You can join us live every Tuesday if you want at 8.05 p.m. Eastern Standard Time and be part of the conversation as well. If you know, drop your comments down below on the YouTube video or in Podbean or wherever you catch your podcasts from. I have a few names I want to throw out to you here. So, um, Issa Rae, Rhea Perlman. Will Farrell, Kate McKinnon, Margaret Robbie, Ryan Gosling, and John Cena. Do you know what all those names have in common? I know who they are. Okay. I'm assuming they're going to be in a movie together. Uh, they are. Nice. Is John Cena. Which, which is it, is it going to be the turtle movie? No, 
Okay. I just knew Cena was in the Turtle movie, and I didn't really read anything else. John Cena's joined the cast of the new Barbie movie. I did the exact same thing. <laughs> I started to oh. chuckle a little bit. I don't know why. It cool. But I was just like, uh, Ryan Gosling, I get, right? Like he can, he can slip himself to be down. He, yeah, Ryan Gosling's playing Ken. Margaret, Margaret uh, is playing Barbie, right? Of course. Yeah, yeah, of course. So they can, they can play those roles. They can make themselves look like the Barbie characters. And Who this is going to be a live, live action. This isn't a uh, 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 just, just oh. cartoon. I think we all know what needs to be the theme song to this movie, right? Do tell. It's Aqua. Has to be. I was hoping you were going to start singing. I'm a Bobby girl <laughs> in a Bobby world. Come on, Bobby, let's go party. It's fantastic. You can brush my hair. We all do know the song. Anyway. Oh, yeah. Dude, I, I, used to, I used to do a little bit of DJing. And that was like all the freaking time people wanted that song. So it was ingrained into my head. I have tried to uh, remove it from my head as much as I can. But uh, yeah, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> there are some conversations I've had in the last few days that I didn't think I was going to have. I mean, on Sunday, I talked fashion. Um, I quoted, or I compared Cody Rhodes to Hamlet yesterday. Now we're right. talking Barbie. Right? Why not? I can't say I expected that when I woke up. <laughs> I didn't either. I really didn't either. This has been an absolutely insanely fun show here tonight. I do want to get to one other little bit and piece of news here before we decide to take off. But first... I want to let everybody know to go and check out InvasionCNC.ca. Yes, a good friend of mine owns Invasion Comics and Collectibles. You can go and check out that website for all of your comic-related needs, whether it's DC, Marvel, any of the, uh, the, the comic series, as well as there's Funko Pops, there's different action figures, there's card games. He has a whole plethora of different stuff available for you over there. Go and check out InvasionCNC.ca. Okay, there's a lot of Barbies in this movie. Yeah, there is. <laughs> I'm IMDBing it right now. Right? Interesting. Right? It, it is very, very interesting. There's even a trailer that you can watch that uh, I'm sure that I will uh, probably partake in at some point. I haven't seen John Cena's name, though. Oh. I thought you said I've seen Michael Sarah. I've not seen John Cena. Um, Interesting. Right? Maybe that's, I don't know, maybe that's a little exclusiveness. But, um, yeah, I'm seeing reports that are talking about John Cena being in the movie itself. 
So I don't know. It, it, it could very well be. We will have to see. It does look quite interesting, though. I'm kind of taking a look at the uh, trailer as we talk right now, just to see if I catch a little glimpse of John Chenna inside there. Um, I don't know. It'll be very interesting anyways. While we do that, I want to talk about somebody who did not show up at Wrestle mania that everyone was expecting to be there that could now very well not have a spot inside the company and that is one mr switchblade jay white i know you got a little bit to talk about when it comes to that give me your thoughts on jay white i have a feeling the longer this plays out the less people care Right. I think it's one of the things. Um, I'm not surprised that it hasn't, like, I'm not surprised that it wasn't WrestleMania for one. Okay. Felicia, be safe. Hopefully, the kids learned something today. oh yes yes thank you felicia i appreciate that i'm I'm looking at a couple of different things here as parish is talking and i missed that comment i apologize for that but yeah what do do you i mean the whole thing what are your thoughts on on i mean we still have a smackdown after mania that could be interesting i mean that i think that's the one that people like the the week the wrestlemania week is not over there's still the smackdown after mania Right, um, which they're, they're even touting it like like that too. Like I've seen, yeah. I mean, think about the the partnership between UFC and Fox over the years, and now WWE and Fox. Now with the Endeavor thing, Fox could be the big show here. So right. let's give this thing. Plus, if there is that draft coming up, who's to say that might not be the big surprise name in that draft? Um. But Which is going to happen. We're, we're, a yeah. draft is going to happen. That's that's yeah. yeah. But at the same time, I does WWE need Jay White? No. Do I want to see him there? Of course. Does Jay White need the WWE? I think it does more for Jay White. I think WWE okay. does. I think I think it does. Um, I don't know if going and being the guy in New Japan. All of a sudden, to being maybe the guy in AEW, not necessarily the guy in AEW, or being second fiddle to the guy in AEW does anything. Right. Um, he would have to be in that top hunt of one of their top echelon guys for that move, I think, to work out in his favor with WWE. He just needs the right guy to be with. Right. Because a SummerSlam match, a WrestleMania match, a Money in the Bank match, Survivor Series match, you know what I mean? Matches with that type of historic purpose that can do stuff for Jay White. Jay White on Monday Night Raw means more than Jay White on Dynamite. Jay Jay White on Friday Night SmackDown is better than Jay White on Elevation or in Ring of Honor. Right. So I it to me, yeah, like the the pedestal is just elevated so much higher with WWE in this tagline. 
the thing is, what does Jay White want? And I think that's the big question. And does which company really wants them? And fortunately, that's going to be the answer. And I, and I have a feeling that I have a feeling he will end up going to AEW, but I do think it's smarter for him to join WWE. Right. So if everybody wants to, they can go and follow Barbie the movie on Twitter. And just so that it is put out there, if I can get that to show and focus. John Chena. John Chena is listed as one of the actors in the Barbie movie, which I thought was hilarious. Hilarious. If he has anything on his Twitter now. He might. He definitely might. So, yeah, at this point in time, uh, Jay White is is not expected to sign with the WWE. The WrestleMania weekends come and gone. Raw came and went. But again, we do still have like SmackDown that we could go. We do have, you know, other pay-per-views that are coming up and going out. We do have those. My camera went all fuzzy on me. There we go. I fixed her up. Um, again, it's just another wait and see if WWE is doing all these swerves and they're doing all these swerves intentionally. Yeah. And like, all right. Like you all think Cody's the guy we're going to give you the perfect build only to swerve you at the end. Okay. We're going to tease the living tar out of Brock Lesnar versus which let's just say something about this, by the way. Okay. Paul Heyman put out two things, and I, I'm sure you guys touched on it because I wasn't there yet for the watch along. He said they have to have wrestled at WrestleMania, so that limits the people of who it could be. But also, whoever it is will never challenge Roman Reigns for the title. As long as Roman's the champion. Yeah, and mm-hmm. one of those guys is Brock Lesnar. Knowing that's the case, then he ends up turning on Cody Rhodes only to swerve you because when you thought you're going to get an immediate rematch or something in that direction of Roman versus Cody, we give you, they give you something else. Right. What happens if maybe all these reports are being designed to make you think the big surprise isn't Jay White only for it to actually be Jay White. What if the reason that Seth Rollins's segment got cut wasn't because of a writer. It was because of a switchblade. In some instances, the pen is mightier than the sword. But if you can be quick with a switchblade, you can always win that battle. That's the thing. Let's, let, let's, let, let's just let things play out. Let's enjoy the ride. I very much so agree. That is exactly what I want. I want that everybody just enjoys the ride. Enjoy what was of WrestleMania. Enjoy what is of Monday Night Raw and Friday Night Smackdowns. Love some NXT because they are the future of the business as well. Love yourself some Young Lions 
with New Japan Professional Wrestling. Love yourself some AEW, some Ring of Honor, some GCW, some CZW, some Canadian Wrestling's Elite, some Prairie Pro Wrestling. Love yourself professional wrestling in whatever form or fashion you want. And I believe that you will then be happy with professional wrestling. As we come to our close, I want everyone to go and support as much as they possibly can all of the amazing shows that are available here with our local establishment. Here's our weekly calendar of what is coming for the rest of this week. And a huge thank you to the wonderful, talented creators that we have over at our local establishment for creating these different video clips and intros and things that we get to see visually super quick. Thank you to all of them. It is absolutely amazing. Parrish, before we get out of here, tell the people what you're doing, where they can find you. Well, you can follow me every Sunday here at our, our local establishment as you're seeing all the platforms below just ticker below us at 12:15 eastern every time you can see myself with bobby munson as we bring you busting out uh as of right now it is just gonna be the two of us and we can make it if we try for episode 32 yeah i didn't think i'd sing that song either um <laughs> I know. Uh, uh, with that being said, yeah, you can follow me there. You can follow me all over my uh, my socials at Chris Parish on the Twitter, Chris Parish. Obviously, my YouTube at Chris Parish, and then on on my uh, yeah, just just do that for right now. <laughs> I'm not really using my Twitch. I don't need to promote that right now. There we go. A huge thank you to our friends over in the UK. Yes, Turnbuckle Talk has gone international as we are part of RealWrestling.net. News and views by real fans. If you have not caught the show live, I ask that you go and check out RealWrestling.net. Click on the podcast section and then view the link from there, give them a click, give me a click, and I will be more than happy with that. Thank you, RealWrestling.net, for the amazing job that you guys continue to do. Thank you, Bubba Duke, for coming in and letting us know a great show. I really appreciate that. Follow me at Linktree. 
L-I-N-K-T-R dot E-E slash Carl Carafel is where you can go to find everything having to do with Turnbuckle Studios and even with some our local establishment links there as well. Help support via the PayPal with a one-time monetary donation or check out the shop carlcarafel.redbubble.com where you can get merchandise from Turnbuckle Studios, The Boar's Nest with Bubba Duke, Beats and Beatdowns, and even Paramindful, all shows that I am included in and have a hand in some way, shape, or form. For myself and for Chris Parrish, we did it our way tonight, and we thank you for joining us here. Remember, everyone, the world's a scary place. Take care of each other. <laughs>